0: No messing about, no long-winded opening. Let's get straight back into it. Hopefully you guys enjoyed part one with Chris Gunter. Plenty more to come, a lot of Wales chat. Uh, Chris's opinion on everything really. Him getting to 85 caps and beyond, hopefully. Uh, Chris Coleman leaving his post as Wales manager. What's next for Wales? Let's get down to it. Chris Gunter, part two, enjoy. Right, mate. I didn't actually need a piss. I needed some fresh air.
1: This is like therapy for you. I, you needed to go and just, read your notes, didn't you?
0: There's no notes here, my friend. Yeah. You know, this is this is just you letting off a bit of steam. Yeah. And uh, it's, well, it's nice
1: to bring up the failures. <laughs> Playoff.
0: It's all up and down. World Cup. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll do then. You're talking there about the island players heading over to the away fans, loving life, top of the world. And we'll go back to a better time. Yeah, the Euros. I'm pretty sure you will have spoken about the Euros time and time again. You probably don't get tired about it. No. But those times, good and bad, you know you you've somehow bamboozled these fans to making you some kind of cult hero with yeah. your little chin up. I was waiting for it. So up, up. in my sleeve for years, that one. <laughs> so ups and downs. You couldn't quite use the chin up when we when we lost. Well you could you could name any game really. Yeah. Any game.
1: Well they weren't enough fans to do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there was no one to do it too. But, but as I they would we... say
1: there were some loyal ones there, they could have yeah they would have no. enjoyed
0: it. Yeah. But that happened after a defeat against England. But the good times as well. You know, yeah. there's a little smile on your face now thinking back. Yeah. And, do you think will, will life get cap? any better than that summer? No. No, no
1: I don't think so. Um no, it would be hard. I think because we didn't know what to expect, in a way. I mean, and we didn't know how good it was going, but I think if you asked anyone in the squad what was their favourite thing or time, there was, I think there were so many little stories to each. It's almost like the one, each game was like a little section. So the first game, it was the first game. So the anthem, the build-up, coming out of the hotel, everyone knows there was fans everywhere. We won, then the England game, but then the Russia game, so we topped the group. People say it was the Russia game because of the performance. Playing on a Saturday at five o'clock in Paris, it was like prime time. Wales in the last 16, wasn't it? The last 16. Yeah, yeah. You know, something you'd have given anything for. Win that, look forward to the quarters every little thing had so many little side stories too and every little it was like different emotions um to put it all into then one package of like a seven week package was uh, i was ridiculous and 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 it did take a good while to to get back into normality because it was a strange feeling after like i was in a (laughs) <laughs> the best bubble ever. place to be fair after that yeah yeah yeah. because he was mean, in such a bubble
0: and i think like i'm i'm i see myself as quite a positive person anyway maybe in 20 years when there's a squad whether it's wales a wales squad where i don't know anybody yeah i think people think that i'm positive towards this squad because i know yeah. I know the players yeah it's not the case so looking back to that friend in sweden where we got pumped yeah And I remember so much negativity. I I love looking back and remembering, you know, whether it's pundits or fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Times like that when they're hating so much and saying we haven't got a chance, we're not gonna win a game, we're not gonna score a goal. And being positive myself, thinking, Wales are not a friendly team. If we if we if we're gonna play well,
1: something needs to be on the line. Yeah. You know? Backs against the wall, that's when you boys are at your best. And it was because after we qualified, I think we played Holland at home. Wasn't great. I think we played Ukraine away yeah. and Northern Ireland home. I think. Yeah. Well, we didn't win, did we? After we qualified, we didn't win a game. And again, because we had such a high of qualifying. And even qualified
0: a... uh, by losing to Bosnia yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: But the high of then qualifying to going into friendlies and knowing what was to come, it, it was hard. There wasn't the same excitement. I mean, it's not the same as competitive football. Go to Sweden. Was it, it? Was on a Sunday now, and we played the next Saturday. Yeah, I think, I think it right, was because yeah. we were, obviously we were flying straight from Sweden into our camp, and it we hadn't played for weeks. We, had, we, we didn't have another friendly, did we? So it was the season finished like a good for some people it was like a month before in the championship. I think Premier League was like three weeks. we had been to Portugal. it had been a long build up. Turned up to Sweden, their last home game, so they wanted to, you know, they were trying to impress their manager and stuff as well. And yeah, I remember after the game it was, oh, I need to change the shape, you know, teams have worked out the three-five-two or the back five, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, you know, it worked in qualifying, but it's not attacking enough, this, that and, and all the rest of it. And I remember being in the airport after and, and even like amongst the, the squad and the staff it was quite low because when you lose, regardless, you, you're down. And I was thinking, like, we're about to board the plane to go to France for major tournament. I couldn't care if we lost 10-0. Yeah. That, come next Saturday when we're lining up in Bordeaux, if we won 10 nil or lost 10-0, we're not thinking of Sweden. That game... And as much as you don't want to disrespect a game, it, the main purpose of that game was for match fitness. We needed a game to actually just get on the pitch and play. We hadn't played since the, start, the end of the season. That game was never going to have any relevance on the opening game against Slovakia. It was never going to happen. And yeah, people were saying, oh, you, people have worked you out, the shape, you, know, you, you've, you keep the same shape. And then to go there and, and impact it like we did was was quite special. But also, I think, because normally in football, when you play big games or you always have something to fall back on. You've, you've played in big games or you, you've played against this team or... But we, every single person in that hotel going into the... Even the fans and just didn't know what to expect. No, one, We've never been in this situation. What was it like to, to travel to the stadium in a, in a group game? Never been in the situation before. No one knew. Because you didn't have it to fall back on, it was an element of like, worry, nervousness, and then as soon as it started... And maybe
0: an excitement that you don't normally get for any other game.
1: Yeah, and it was, and that game, because we went to the stadium the day before, and then we went for a walk, which we always do, and there was thousands. I mean, it was, you couldn't have probably picked a better place for us to play that day. Everyone was outside the hotel. Fans on the street drinking with their cans, bucket hats on. And they're like, fucking it, no, hell, it's the Welsh team. It's Bale, they walking down the street. Sky Sports News, cameras in your face, everything. And there's the team in the Welsh, uh, red polos. And all the fans in their red tops. It was just like a thousands. You couldn't work out the players from, from the fans. Yeah. And you're sort of thinking, like, this, this, ain't, this isn't normal. This isn't a normal game. It's something where you're surrounded by your own people, but we're in, we're in the middle of France. It's, this isn't what normally happens. And then we went for our team meeting, and we had, uh, like, messages from family, which, I mean... Say, like being oh, on I'm a Celebrity? <laughs> opening everybody. letters? Yeah. Got an email from home. <laughs> uh, we got a winner. Um, <laughs> Bush took a trial the Dingo Dollars, but no, we. Uh, I mean, that was a real. And again, that's not normal. You never see your. When you're, in, you know, you're in your bubble, but to see on the screen in your team meeting room, your parents, you know, your partners, kids, and all stuff like that. Everyone's crying, and the, and then the gaffer said something, and it was like, right, get on the bus. So you're walking down and fucking rubbing your eyes. And then there's just fans rattling the, the 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 security fences, and you're getting on the bus, and it's weird, isn't it? When when you're going into a big game, you get a different, almost like a different chemical in your body. Is that adrenaline? Is you can't you can't buy it. It's so you just it's there or it's not there. Yeah. And you're sat on the bus, and you're thinking, "Fucking hell, like this is it's a big big deal." And yeah, that is why then when it got to the point where I think we just enjoyed it so much. And because we had that back-in and it it was almost, you know, if we actually went and lost 5-0, not saying we're just happy to be there because everyone wanted to do well, but what we were all experiencing made us even better. And seeing that, say talking about the Island players going to the end after the game, after that game, so we scored late on, then we held on one. top of the group at the time first team to play got to qualified yeah got to the tournament yeah played yeah won yeah ticked every box in probably the best way late winner and seeing like that quarter of the stadium just grown men crying see my brother on some fucking fences like fist pumping veins popping out and For you to be able to give that to them is was that
0: was that unexpected I mean I think it's a beautiful thing that whoever had it all planned out we talk about denied how you were out of it but you could mingle for you to still be able to sample the fans and the sheer volume of fans instead of being hidden away from it and you know being oblivious to it you you sensed that but was it still a step up seeing them in the stadium
1: yeah it was because like I said even through camp, the qualifying, we'd had big crowds to work, obviously at home, but it's different when you're away. To see that many, and we and we obviously like social media and all your family and friends were there, so you were getting videos sent of the town, and everyone went to Bordeaux for for a couple of days, knowing that thirty thousand people have travelled, and I know it, France is predominantly an easier place to get to than most, but to see that many people there following you is and just the, 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 the joy that people get from it and we experience something completely different so that but all I remember, I remember for a couple of days before was really want to be in the starting team just to stand on the pitch and be involved in the anthem because it was ridiculous give me a f- Give me three highlights of the Euros. Yeah.
0: Not in them any order, I'm okay. saying them
1: as they come into my head. Russia was one. The end, when we scored the third goal and they were playing that. Um, oh, it's like the. Da, 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 yeah. And the, the, it was it was like fucking they were on drugs. Uh, they were just limbs. And you sort of knew we, we were going through. Russia was one. Because Russia, everything I think performance. Oh, was,
0: the opposition, you know, for that level but that was shocking. Only, that only hurt, But yeah. it was a beautiful I'm performance. Still, even to
1: this day, and I think even when I lie in my box, whenever you bury me, I'll still be slightly confused. Were we that good? Or or were they taking bunks? Yeah, were they were they, <laughs> were they not so good? Yeah. I think it was a bit of both.
0: It was a beautiful performance. The stadium, the, the sun. I remember oh, the sun setting just yeah. under the stadium as you know the final yeah, whistle. There was a
1: spell in the first half where the whole of the Welsh end like had their hands like, on their foreheads because the sun was blocking them out. Um, that was was a special night. Yeah. And after, there's a clip on YouTube. Like, someone sent it to me. It must have been a fan on the dugout side it's on youtube it's like an eight minute clip and it's the it's like the last minute of the game and then the whistle goes and everyone like but you knew you'd won so it was a bit of like a thing and then the lady pa announcer said oh congratulations wales you've qualified everyone started cheering players start clapping the fans Players go over, and then I think it must have come up on the on the screen that England have drawn. Yeah. So then we're top of the group. She then says, "Oh, must have been like, congratulations, Wales! You're, you're number one. Like you've topped the group." The place then went again, and then you have seen Chris Coleman walk on, and he's like sort of half walked over, and he's like clapping the fans. And as he's walking past, you have to find it on YouTube, as he's walking past. He 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 couldn't resist. He was like punching the air, like real aggressive. And to see it from like a phone. Opposite to where it was all sort of going on, was nice. That would have been one Russia. Um, obviously, you'd have to say Belgium for obvious reasons. Um, Johnny
0: Owen's documentary, "Don't Take Me Home," catching the, the gaffer and those uh, famous words, "Don't you fucking yeah, cross that ball, Chris?" It was amazing.
1: He, he did say laughter, and I didn't. I didn't really believe him. You know yeah, what I mean? he was saying, yeah, yeah obviously. And the only until i actually seen the actual film that I realised he actually did say it. Yeah. But whoever was fucking filming him when Amazing. Um, <laughs> what made me laugh, though, was... You, you can see it like... The, it must, you could almost... When the camera was on him and the bench, you could, it must, you could see when he was leaving my foot. You can, it tells its own story and then... It, Little twitches. And then you just see the whole bench and, yeah... And that was special because it was in front of that little corner of our fans, which felt like a real away game that night. Um, and the third one. <sighs> Stick with the top two if you want, mate. Well, I was going to say it was either Slovakia or right and Northern Ireland, but. Yeah. Uh, no, it'd have to be the first game, I think. Maybe the, the first game, maybe like in the change room after. Normally after a game, the gaffer comes in, says a few words, you know, and then you you have a shower, get on the bus. But because we were flying back to Denard that night, we had a bit of time. Yeah. Because the game, the England game was coming up, it was like recovery. We must have been in the changing room for like two and a half hours after the game. It was so nice just to sit there and for that little moment, right, you've done your job and all the build-up. Like for a couple of hours just, like, relax. Um, And then we we eventually got on the plane and one of the boys in our England are winning and literally as the wheels left the runway someone said fucking hell was it Russia have scored yeah, yeah. Um, and the, the plane was our uh, top I mean we're, go, we're going to bed that night top of the group so yeah. perfect day uh, the plane was fucking bouncing all over the place um, and the gaffer said it was only like an hour flight he said you can have one beer so everyone had a beer and was like toasting because it was a it was a it was an exhausting day um mentally as well so just to sit there like you're it's almost like you're flying back to our little hideaway holding a cold beer yeah um Job done. was nice for that couple of days yeah so probably that one
0: i think it's well documented that uh, you know the fun that you boys had or you know the the pleasure you boys had in each other's company you had a kangaroo court Making David Vaughan do the hacker,
1: bless him, you cruel bastards. That, do <laughs> so, you say about football? In any other walk of life... It's bullying. It's more than bullying. <laughs> if you could picture, so if anyone sat at home or wherever you're driving in your car listening, so there was like, what, one, two, five, six tables in the dining room, circular tables... So has got done for some offence. I don't know, he must have left his kit or whatever. He's got caught doing something. He's rolled the dice, and there's six six things on the dice. One, sing a song. Two, do a dance. Three, phone call somebody. Four, pick up all the kit the next day. Five, no no punishment. Six, select someone else to roll the dice. So Vaughan, rolled it. Number two, do a dance. Everyone's cheering You laughing. Know. He's the quietest man I mean, I'm, to this day. I don't know, I think I've ever heard him speak. Um, the gaffer from nowhere has gone, Do the hacker <laughs> from nowhere. So the boy started laughing. He's gone, I'm fucking serious. Vaughn, do the hacker. Vaughn, he's gone, I don't know the hacker. <laughs> Someone on the staff table must have been one of the uh, the Rylander. Someone went, oh well, I get up on YouTube then.
0: Yeah.
1: So the staffs on this circular table. If you can picture now, so the staffs on a circular table. Maurice. Hello. Can I have a Guinness, please? Sorry. Can I have one more? Two more. Two more? Try. Yeah. Okay. Um. There's a circular table and Chris Coleman sat at his desk, and next to him, the member of staff's on YouTube holding his phone, and Vornie's almost got his his chin on the gaffer's shoulder watching this YouTube clip. So as the hacker's going on, he, he's he's putting his chin on the gaffer's shoulder, watching it for 10 seconds, and he's doing a part of the hacker, and he'd go like, oh. <laughs> he put little factors, chin, he'd put his chin back on the gaffer's shoulder, watch another 10 seconds, and do the next 10 seconds it was like honestly it was it, it was uncomfortable Yeah. it went on for about a minute and I think even in the end the gaffer who loves a bit of you know like winding up I think even he said oh, cheers funny. that'll do <laughs> and yeah that was like that That was a common thing yeah. we had like a couple of phone calls people like go on live in the dining room and call um call call certain people um in front of everyone I think George Williams had to call Kit Simons um and do you not have heard it go on and say um so George rolls the dice number four make a phone call oh, who do I have to call Gaff went call Kit Simons <laughs> one of his best mates obviously yeah. and he's gone okay what do I say he went tell him you're home sick and you want to go home because he used to be his fuller manager didn't he yeah yeah um so, thank you. Thank you. I swap this thank thank you. Yeah. Um, he said, because he used to play for him, money. He said, "Time your own set. You want to go home, George?" Was like, okay. You in? Ask him if he's got any advice for you. What do you want to do? You're not. You're not in the team. You're not going to be playing on the weekend. What do you want to do? Connects up the Bluetooth. The whole dining room's in complete silence. Yeah. Ring, 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 Georgie. Hiya, Kit. Do I right, George? Kit, basically, I'm I'm homesick and I want to go home.
0: <laughs> is mum's sick all of a sudden, bloody hell.
1: <laughs> Kit's gone, fuck off, George. You're in the Euros. He's gone, no, no, like, I'm missing home. Like, we've been away now for weeks on end. Um, we're going to be here for another couple of weeks. Kit's now thinking this is, like, seriously going, hang, hang on now, George, hang on. So... You're playing on the weekend, and you've seen fam- and the families come to the hotel after the game. Yeah, I know, but I, I think I'm going to call it in, Kit. I think I think I think I'm going to have to go home check the flights. Nah, is it uh, right? Don't go to the gaffer. Don't go speak to the gaffer by this. Go 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 to Wash. Go yeah. to go to trolls. Speak to someone else. Are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. And then some. I think maybe the gaffer started laughing, and Kit's gone. You fucking wanker. <laughs> and the whole room's like I've been laughter. There's little things like that as well where we're so important which you don't think is important for the 90 minutes people see but in terms of the feeling going into games I know people have said it was like a boys holiday it was almost those times around the hotel. You think dinner, uh, breakfast lunch dinner meals are a big, big part of Internationals like you spend so much time in those those ca- like dining rooms to have such a good atmosphere was was incredible and some of the stuff you i, I wouldn't be able to say because it was unacceptable, but in the main it was kept you going didn't Yeah, it? I, yeah and it, and it just kept things fresh because yeah. every day was different, and nobody there was not one person who was scared to let their guard down and, and make a fool of themselves and then if you can have that off the pitch on the pitch if i've seen you making up you know. You know you can laugh at yourself and make yourself look a bit of an idiot. It goes such a long way then on the pitch. You feel so much closer to people, which a million percent helped. And then one part of it got leaked out, the
0: famous Iceland winning, yeah. which obviously the English, English press make a big deal out of it. But was it you and Tails had to front up? Gareth, Gareth took the brunt of the media work. I think he yeah. embraced it. for the. But after that one, you and Tails were no, seen no as the one. perfect so boys. We,
1: we've beaten Northern Ireland and... Um, IG, the press officer, has pulled me in tails and said listen you two, you know, you you don't often do press or you know, for big games want to speak to the the, the people who score the goals and that Uh, but, you know, I think to me as well, he said you've done press when things haven't been going so well it'd be nice for you to go, you know, to the media centre and and do, leading up to the, the main press conference leading up to a big game you know enjoy it it'll be nice for you to do yeah you know me and Tails so yeah brilliant that was on I don't know was it a Tuesday or something Tuesday night were uh, we're, were watching the game quietly so whatever's happened happened woken up the next day and jeez, oh, come down Isla. Like, hacking
0: ah, so you were doing the press before you found out this was
1: yeah, so I G had yeah, yeah. said before this, this England debacle, that uh, yeah, it'd be nice for you to do like the quarter finals <laughs> Quarter-finals, you know, really good, real positive, be such a good thing for you to do, enjoy it. You've done some ropey ones in the past, like, <laughs> and then that night and the next morning, I mean, go into that press conference. You sat in the car going down thinking that like, we're about to play in the quarterfinals, Wales. Shouldn't be like no one thought we'd be doing this. The only question that's gonna come up is England. Yeah. England, Iceland, and for ninety per cent of it was was about Johnny Williams leaking that fucking <laughs> video. He's like a little kid, that's his problem. Yeah. He films everything. Those that's that modern a, society, yeah, Chris. He's one of those that he's at a concert oh God, and he's not watching the singer or the artist he's on his phone just to show you he was at the concert did you enjoy it Johnny? well I don't know I was holding my phone through a lens it's like someone taking a penalty in the game and someone's got their phone and the only thing we said was when it was like sort of going on was like just keep this in house and the whistle's gone and within 20 minutes someone's had a text I think my brother sent me a 30 second clip of the video and he said this is you boys now, yeah? Yeah. And I've just said that in the room, fucking hell, someone's got over the video already.
0: Was, jo- was Johnny and Me and Amber himself? We were
1: going in the lift up to our room and like, got into bed, just looked at each other and went, tomorrow <laughs> is going to be an interesting morning. A shit storm. And we've woken up and it was like, it was all kicking off. I think people <laughs> forgot England lost to Iceland. And the only thing they remember was Wales were celebrating it.
0: I think it was a way for them to vent and yeah. take heat away from... <laughs> God, we took a, a little, little bit, bit of heat off them. A little bit. Do you know what I mean? But it also proves the level that you boys have got to. That, and we're going back recently now. Was it after the Ireland game? People were bringing, coming back round. First yeah. competitive games we've lost since Portugal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they waited yeah. a long time to... Yeah.
1: No, I know. There was, I, think, I think a few people had screenshots and little clips of videos waiting which is nice all part of it there's a a few people you think like you're in no position to to be throwing that around isn't there's one on you do a bit for talk sport didn't you not yet well there's a geezer on talks i think who who likes that um and listen if people want to get a little bit of attention from me then good luck to them but if you if you give it out if so you like then you, you have to accept it back um, but it, it genuinely was and I know people don't believe it but the whole that video thing was a large part was a group of boys together who, who genuinely wanted to be the last team in from back home um, and, and you know as well as anyone when you are growing up in Wales, England they're always better especially at football They've, yeah. they're always the bigger team always do well always genuinely beat you so it was nice for us to have that one time where it was about us almost not, not in the way of having the video yeah. leaked but no it was that was the levels we were got we, we got to that summer um, and yeah for it to make such a big thing probably is a reflection on on us but even though it was it was wrong in terms of it coming out and stuff I think even then it showed what it was like. I mean, you had people in, in their vests and, you know, shirts and socks. Just It was like being at home almost. It's what Do you know what events Lounge wear. As much as
0: you say it was wrong, it was wrong in the football world where players feel they have to behave, but it was real.
1: Well, it wasn't wrong when they scored in the last minute. It was real. Gary Neville yeah. running down the touchline, barging people like the way, and then we were kicking off and he's still on the pitch. Yeah. So, like you say, if you give a right, mate, you have to take it. You have to take it, yeah. I was, I was going to ask you actually, well, and I will. Go on, don't, um, yeah, don't be shy. You mentioning Gary
0: Neville there, the relationship Neville had with Beckham. Is there a part of you you see all these different formations Wales try and play, try and play with two number tens, a little three, four, two, one box yeah, midfield yeah. to get the best out of Gareth? You've seen Gareth up top. Is there a part of you that wishes? And he was just playing on the right wing Like he plays for Real Madrid So you could just feed him the ball all <laughs> the time Knowing That you would probably have to do 12 overlapping runs And yeah. get the ball zero times
1: uh, I We did have a spell where We was predominantly playing 4 3 And he was on the right um, And it, it, did, it genuinely did make a difference Where you were thinking I, I can actually just roll the ball up the line Yeah and if there's a man 10 yards off him or next to him, he, he's good enough to just deal with it and, you know, turn away from them. Um, and probably, I know I haven't scored in all my games for Wells, but if he was right midfield in front of me, I'm not saying I'd have scored, because <laughs> I wouldn't have. But instead of having two assists, I'd probably have 22, because I'd have given him the ball on the halfway line, he'd have ran and scored yeah. Oh, no, no, an assist, but um, no, it, it is important to get him in the best position. It's, that is the main reason why we were playing our formation, is to get Gaz and Aaron in, in those, like, number 10 roles. And, and without, you know, lying, they're our best players, who so can do the most damage to get them on the ball. That I mean, that in any team, you get, you try and get. Your, however you work it, you get your best players on the ball. That was our plan. Yeah. And we, in different ways, we we're better than just doing that. We didn't just feed, you know. But, yeah, no. Wherever he, I mean, we we have seen him do some. I mean, it doesn't matter where he gets the ball. I've seen him drive past three, four players from his own half, ends he's up so on a shot and goal. Some Ridiculous! It just comes from nowhere. It's like a.
0: And he's still like a kid
1: yeah no, you know worse than the kid training ground just
0: laughing joking
1: to the point where you're blowing
0: out your ass trying to trying your yeah. best to keep up with everyone there was
1: a spell in the euros away when every day training where it was almost like a club in terms of every day whereas when normally internationals, nationals you have a couple of days training but you can't do a lot game recover game and then you go back to your club where in the euros you had a good solid six seven weeks every day training it and you started to see, once he got into like a real rhythm of training, I've never seen like a, a squad, manager, goalkeeping coach, just almost down to us and, and like, what is the point? Whenever, we used to play at small-sided games, but it was pointless playing them with him. Because wherever he got the ball, he would just shift it and do his wobbler, the wobbles, the shot. Top corner, where there was no point. Just in awe. And wherever he was on the pitch in this small sided game, why is it like 30 by 30 or whatever, he would just drop back. So he'd be, <laughs> he'd, he'd just find a way of getting the ball and he would shift it. And you he knew he was going on his left foot. But you couldn't stand completely on the left because he would then just walk past you onto his right. But... So, you would sort of be a little bit compensating, but he would just shift it and just wobble it. To the point where people were just looking at thinking, like, he's fucking, you like just have kid. to take him out I think because he's, he's ruining the session. <laughs> like
0: he, most, most lads no, who are professional footballers have been the best player on the playground in school. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that, but he's doing it at a world level.
1: Yeah. Oh, it was, frightening frightened him. And you could, you could, you know, when he gets the ball, you can sense it in certain situations in a game, you, you know when certain players get the ball and you can you know, just hear the noise, it, the energy just slightly turns and the things he, he can do is is frightening. And to
0: think your old
1: mate Harry wasn't
0: sure about my much Spurs no, to start he, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Well,
1: I think Harry took credit because he told him to cut his ear, he got rid of his earband, and he started running up the wing but um, no, he, he had a ro- rocky... A rocky time. I think he, lucky Benoit got injured at left back for Tottenham. Yeah. Um, otherwise, he'd have been a Forester for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. That's
0: right. Brilliant. Do you know um, <laughs> <know if laughs> Forrest
1: still in the Premier League now? <laughs> do you know, um,
0: during the Euros, again, famous story, your brother getting married. Yeah. Um, oh. So your parents stayed for the Euros? Yeah. Yeah, how does it feel
1: knowing that you're their favourite child? As much as you know about the story, you will never know how much grief and
0: stress worry
1: and stress it caused, especially my mum. My dad's a little bit more free spirited in a way. And I'm not saying he's dismissing his other son's wedding, but (laughs) my mum was It got caught up. It it got to the point where my dad said I think it was even before the tournament Listen, if Wales are still there, I'm going to the football. Yeah. He knew they were playing, there was a chance of them qualifying, they booked the wedding. We told him he still wanted to do it. He's taking the gamble. If Wales are still there, I'm, I'm going to the football. My mum said to him, Yeah, but Mark's getting married. He went, Well, do you know what? You go to the wedding in Mexico and <laughs> I'll go to the football. <laughs> That's <laughs> That's fair enough. No, I'm not doing that. Like, <laughs> all or nothing. Um, but are uh, even in the build-up so when we were getting close to qualifying and they all come to the games like my mates my brother daniel his wife now obviously it looked like we were going to qualify after we beat belgium duel with israel but it was we're probably going to do it everyone's going to to mark and daniel <laughs> you've dropped Winnie, are and you like you need to change the wedding quick because Wales are going to qualify yeah no uh, yeah it'll be all right sat down with my brother, worked out the dates and it was if push comes to shove, you have to get to the semi-final to actually miss it. The boys then couldn't afford to go Mexico and France, so they plotted in on the, on the Euros, I mean they were you not know, made of money, so they, they were like no, the money we have, we're not we're using for the Euros. So in my mind was, uh, right, <laughs> there's a good chance that I can go to the Euros, he can come, he's probably gonna miss a game, but then my mum and dad won't and we can go to, us three can go together so we go through the group again mates in the WhatsApp group fuck I bet you're worried so he's coming back out to Paris for the Saturday Northern Ireland game that was his last game because he was flying two days after so win or lose he was, he was off to Cancun he was getting married and he was devastated so he's gone he has now left Heathrow on the Wednesday and we're playing Belgium on the Friday but the wed, the actual ceremony was not the Thursday after the Thursday after so he went a week before he went almost seven days before which I think you have to do so but he had to go my parents changed their flights delayed it but then we beat Northern Ireland so they've now lost their flights I said mum dad I'll put three seats on hold, on standby, for, uh, yeah, Sunday. We'll fly on Sunday, we'll get in Monday, wedding Thursday, we fly back the next Sunday. If we win, we'll obviously, I think I've got other things to be doing. And if, again, we win, you've said, you know, you're going to stay. But we can, it's free of charge, so we can just cancel the seats. So I'm, I was speaking to Suzanne, who works for the FAW in the hotel, just before we flew for the quarter final the day before... She said, I can put them on hold. What seats do you want? So I'm thinking, well, if we play on the Friday and we lose, there's a good chance we're going to have a few beers after the game. We're going to fly back to Wales on the Saturday. We're going to have to travel up to Heathrow. Do you know what? I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to go in business. Yeah. So at least, what, three days before the flight. It was a couple of thousand. So she said, I'll be your parents. So I'm thinking, well... I can't put mum and dad like I can't turn left on the plane and they turn right. Who <laughs> can? No. Well, yeah. So I thought, no, fuck it. You know what? If we go out, we've had a great Euros. Yeah. Use some of the money, like the the bonus money, blah blah, um, and, and and treat my parents, and we'll we'll have a nice flight over if you can. It came to nine thousand nine hundred and fifty pounds return. 10, may as well May as 10, well just chuck it in the ocean, Chris Ten grand now To fly there and back to Cancun For this Wally's birthday uh, Wedding who, It shouldn't even be happening But Bloody they're on Mac. standby So But I'm thinking, do you know what? Like, win or lose? Well, if we lose So we won the game After the game I'm still on the pitch Parents run down to the side Like hug them Go into the change room Come back out all oh, my mates are there saying, my brother's obviously on text, now he's watching in Cancun, he couldn't be further away from... Oh, everyone's Everyone's in France, and he's in Cancun, he's 12 hours behind or in yeah. front, wherever he is, he couldn't be further away from... So we're not going, are we? I was like, fucking up, that's just saved me 10 grand. So the flights were free of charge, cancelled. And yeah, but they, they didn't, obviously they didn't go, they came out, so we played on the Wednesday, didn't win we, the semi-final, the actual ceremony was on the Thursday. But there was no chance of them getting from France on the Wednesday to, to, to Cancun um, caused. But you had you had Good Morning Britain, you had BBC Radio Wales, you had Talksport, everyone getting hold of my brother and Danielle. Yeah. And somehow they they got their numbers through. Well, I'm not sure. And they were in Cancun now, and, and Danielle's getting voice messages saying, "Nice, oh, it's, it's da-da-da from TalkSport, do you want to do an interview? Well, Danielle, like, I mean, she's getting married, it's her day, yeah. and she's still answering questions about, it caused ructions I everywhere. Imagine. I can imagine. Still to this day, I think there's a bit of... Animosity. Yeah, between those two, that's just between those two. <laughs> Mark's in Cancun and well, every single Welsh person celebrating in France right, yeah. on a Friday night, getting to the semis and he's, it's one o'clock in the afternoon and he's sat in his flip-flops. Unlucky, Mark, chill up! And he's been everywhere. <laughs> and he's missed the greatest night of Welsh football. Unlucky, pal. It's your own fault, mate. So, Guns, it's been a long, old road. You've equaled
0: Gary Speed's record, which is, I think it's fair to say, I can, I can say, you would not have dreamt that it was possible at the beginning is it something that have you had your eye on the record for a little while people have discussed it for a while knowing it was probably coming what, what does it mean to you
1: without using any cliches yeah it's a dream um, no it, do you know what it, it's a weird one because obviously I have equaled it. And even that seems wrong saying equal I mean it, it's not something you I don't think it's not something you do set out to achieve so it's not like you've you don't set out to do it so it's not like I've equaled anything but as much as that as well I haven't actually it's not as if I am I've only I have equaled him so obviously that's not going to change in that circumstance but it's not something that is it an awkward Subject for you knowing Gary Speed for what he was, what he meant to the. I think it's a little bit different as well because of who it is. Yeah. Um, And you do feel a bit of embarrassment in terms of people saying, well, you've got the same number of caps. Because sometimes people say you've got this amount of caps and you've overtaken him or him. You always see yourself as just a normal person. So for them, people to to be saying, oh, you've got more caps than, than these players, Ryan Giggs, Bellas well, everyone else, is, yeah, it's hard to to say what I mean it means, because it does mean a lot, but it doesn't, because you don't set out to just win Cups, you, you set out to, to actually achieve and do well. Yeah. So, I mean, you, I always said that I would love to get to as many Cups as I could, but I would swap those caps for, like, success with the team, which obviously we've had. And didn't want to get to the end, at whatever caps I get to, and and be like, um, oh, well, I've got to eighty five or whatever. But we never qualified, yeah. or, so that is more that is more special to me. But it is, and some yeah. I mean, when you people say you've equal Gary Speed, I mean anyone to do with Wales, you hear the name Gary Speed, it, it, that changes. You know, if it was anyone else, it. It, because, but because of what happened, once you say the name Gary Speed, it is a little bit different, um, and yeah, to to be sat on the same number of caps where people talk about him as, rightly so, an icon and a legend of Welsh football, I'm certainly not that. So then I find it hard to, to be sat on the same number of caps as somebody who's so well talked about. If that makes sense, because without you saying it which I know you're not going to or anyone else so I'm not on that level of So I'm trying to say I'm not on that level of of, of stature so then I sometimes find it hard to to talk about that side because I know he is he, he did and he he has done more for Welsh football than I will ever do so be, just because I've got the same number of caps doesn't mean I'm anywhere near being able to be talked about in the same breath as gigs, Bellas, right. uh, Gary Speed. I know. would say the opposite, Guns. I, I, you
0: know, how easy it is for people to judge. And I can see in, in the way you talk and the expression on your face yeah. that it's a, it's, a subject, it's a hard subject Yeah. because you are thinking about what other people think about it, if, yeah, if that course. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sitting here, I've got my seven caps, which as you get them it's part of your job but when you finish playing there's pride yeah, in yeah, those yeah, seven yeah. now people will look completely different level but whether I was up in Scotland playing for Hibs not playing for Hibs on the bench and people are thinking this guy's played international football Yeah. so to a certain extent I know your feeling of that judgement that people think he's not an international player what's yeah. right so I think it's quite nice that you're humble about it but it's you that turns up, it's you that gets picked. No one's yeah. taken your spot, so I think it should be a sense of pride that no, you look back is, there on. You no, know? there is a sense of pride. And you will feel that pride yeah. more when I, you finish.
1: I, I have said in, in many interviews and stuff, I, I think it will be when I finish, and I'll look back and say I got to 85 or whatever.
0: 205.
1: 285, hopefully. <laughs> but I do think it will be when, when I have finished. I, I do think at this moment in time it is more
0: it's just what you do it's a part of your yeah and I think it's
1: more of a thing in terms of of being pride and stuff for my family who get to go to games and enjoy if they can in terms of, of going but I think as well because the games in the past 12, 18, 24 months longer have been that big the Caps have almost been like a side thing. It, it is so irrelevant to trying to get to a World Cup. We need three points to stay in contention for the group. We're in the Euros and, and stuff. It's almost been like a side thing. It was only the last two games because they were friendlies where it was almost something else to talk about and the games didn't, the results didn't overly matter. That it was, I think more of a thing was made of it. But no, in terms of of my feeling, yeah, I've been very fortunate touch Touchwood with injuries, selection, um, but it's hard then for me to, to say anything else, because you know, when, when you get selected and especially the, the last couple of years, that when, when you, those, those moments, like I say, if you could bottle up, when you, you go from the changing room and you walk out and you, and you go out onto the pitch and that anthem, that, it's like five minutes in total you could bottle that because once the game starts it's a normal game almost but that is special that you never you don't get that every week in your club but that anthem and is something unique so I think as it goes on more you do appreciate even more because you know at some point it has to end and the good times at some point will stop so unique I mean the anthem against the Republic of Ireland was ridiculous I mean it was like I think a few of the boys would have like tears in their eyes and stuff which Welsh footballers have never had ever yeah. that is not that's not the norm for for footballers you see it sometimes in rugby and the anthem but I've never never stood even when I first started playing like in the anthem and it was the anthem it was special but in the last couple of years you're almost you're in tears you're trying to hold back where that you can say what anyone can say whatever they want about me, but I feel the most lucky to, to do it because I know there's 30,000 in the stadium that would give anything to be on the pitch. so for me to be able to do it, and, and you don't see yourself as the greatest player in the world, so for me to be able to keep doing it is
0: and you and Gareth and you and Gareth fucking about with a team photo. We just can't get it right, can we <laughs> Listen, I've kept you long enough. Well
1: no, but on. on on that note, the we, we, we cracked, it, didn't we, against Panama? It's captain's duties, we sorted it out and was we it, didn't win was the it game. A one? I think it was it worked. And we didn't win the game, so <laughs> there back, you go.
0: Revert back to type. It'd be stupid not to discuss a man we've mentioned quite a few times. You refer to him still as the gaffer. Cookie's gone. Yeah. Personally, I've been in a handful of squads with him and love the guy and know that you boys you can you can discuss it however much you want love him um as a manager what were your thoughts when you when you seen that he'd
1: resigned Oh, that was a a, a tough that was another tough evening because um, they sort of come out of the blue and, and, I'm, and I'm sure people from from outside football, think that you you know stuff before, but it, it's things like that. A lot of the time, it is. Um, it's like a Sky Sports news job in a way, or you know, someone texts you. It was that on that occasion. It, I was I actually had Sky Sports news on, and it just f- popped up. And cu- yeah. And, and you're sort of thinking, <laughs> actually. Surely not, it's not happening. Um, Couldn't stop thinking about it. And then, yeah, because it, 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 and again in the evening, so everyone's on their phone, seems to be on a Friday night. Um, And yeah, it was one where massive, almost disappointment. Well, it was. You can't get away from the fact that I've never played in a team where. Every single player, selected, No, they're not going to play, dropped, rested, whatever you want to call it, the level of respect for one guy is, well, I've never seen it, and I'm not sure I ever will, to be honest. The, the, the way he could hold a room and say anything serious in terms of tactics, training or joking was incredible, um, and in terms of, yeah, you can talk about disappointment and and your feelings of, you know, you wish you were still there, I think the main thing though is to, to almost celebrate what he actually did, because I don't think he's, he's even now got enough credit for, for what he did. It, by far, not even There's no one close to him in terms of what he's done, you know, for the country. He's led, not just to qualify, but what he'd given people last year to us as players. And even ultimately, we didn't qualify for the World Cup, but the record over the last, what, three, four years? I mean, I think we lost four competitive games in 28 is some ridiculous record, which this country doesn't really have. You tell me, Guns, right? Everyone
0: behind the scenes, the, the structure, the staff structure, rightly so, gets so much credit. Everyone plays their part. But sometimes I feel that Coleman didn't get enough credit mm. in terms of, uh, you know, he's got all this behind him. Uh, he, he's not a mediocre manager, but, you know, yeah.
1: he's got everything in place. You tell me right now. I also think as well, and I'll come back to that, but I also think as well, when you, you talk about me talking about respect and he could hold a room and I have such a presence, I think that's doing him a disservice because it sounds, it's like you're talking about somebody who is just An after a good guy. Speaker. Yeah, yeah, he's just a good guy and and he's got a good team. So regardless of football-wise, the team's going to do well and he, he's just a good guy, so we like playing for him. Football-wise, he is he was he was nailed on he, he, his preparation was was incredible and to cut across you before you before you carry on how you spoke
0: about yapstam earlier yeah and you referred to him as the best club manager you've played for obviously leading us to this knowing who the best manager you've played
1: for yeah. in total is yeah? yeah which i'm not going to answer because they're two different i know things. the answer right? but um no the relationship obviously i had with 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 Chris Coleman was was unique and stuff, but yeah, that would be doing him a disservice to just say he was a good guy and, he, and, he, and he, he treated the boys well, because as we touched on at the very start, you need more than just, you can't fool footballers, you need more than just to be a good guy, because otherwise you'd get anyone to just come in and get on with the boys, but his his preparation but it all just tied in so well and he did have a and he still at one, he did have a fantastic team behind him who helped him in terms of sports science and, and and video meetings and analysis and all that type of stuff but ultimately there's one man that leads everything he is the first and last voice you hear when you first meet up and you you leave to go out on the pitch and yeah he he constructed a good team behind him, he brought in people like Mitch, um, I think Rylan was there, Osh, he brought in Kit, Paul Trollope at the time, he was the main person that put every single thing in place, and he left certain things to certain people, but when anything needed, sorted or all said, and some of the, I mean, some of the team talks was, was, yeah, of course, football tactics, but by then the work had been done, we'd worked four days in the training pitch of you know what shape and but the actual last message was at Brilliant. times was spinting and then it just yeah. made you feel that you know what well, we're gonna just we're gonna oh. win the game oh you feel safe and secure that he's saying that and everything will be all right and it sounds so stupid but that's the last voice you hear and in football, you don't often get get that. So but it's important to, yeah, be disappointed, but more like celebrate what he did. And and I mean, I know he's had a lot of credit in the past for what he did, but the job he did, he, I mean, he should be carried out of Wales or he should be carried back in every time he goes because what he's given us as players, which then impacts fans, media, everybody to do with Welsh football, is... Well, it's never been done before, and it'll be hard to to get to that level of feeling. He brought everything together.
0: But life goes on. Football world moves on. Are you looking forward to the future, or there must be an element of? Fucking hell! I don't know what's coming next.
1: Well, no. We don't. And you hope, and you hope yeah. it
0: doesn't set us back.
1: No, that that is it. We, you don't know what's coming. And again, as as footballers, you're not you're not in the know. You don't really. You're, you're
0: reliant hit. on the FAW, the people above you, getting the next decision, correct?
1: Yeah, but, I mean, that in terms of saying that, yeah, of course, but ultimately that's not your job and it's important to, to know your your role, almost. So A minion. If, yeah, of course. If, if you took over tomorrow, if you say do this, you know, as a player, your duty is to do that. I hope you don't get a fucking job. But um, that is ultimately, you know, whoever takes over, you can guarantee on the first day they walk into to the to the squad that they'll have the full respect and, and trust of the players because it's such a good squad. That is such a, a good bunch of players. That ultimately, you're a player. Yeah, the the, the gaffer was amazing, and what he's given everyone of course it does move on and Wales was before Chris Coleman, it's after Chris Coleman but Wales will certainly be before this group of players and after, good or bad. So Walsh is there, you turn up, you do what you're told because it's for the best of Welsh football and then you just hope and pray that it is good enough to do what we've done in the past couple of years but you know, give something back because that is, it's all you can do as a player, there's nothing more. You, know, you can't go around making decisions and, Turn up, do your best, and you know, if you do your best, then what can anyone really say to you, especially in international football, because you can't go buying and selling players you, you know you you work with what you have, and I think that's what makes our country as well so unique is win or lose, especially at the moment we 're so together that if we lose, everyone's disappointed and there's no blame, and if we win. Such a good place to be.
0: Good man, Chris. It's uh, it's getting a bit leery in this pub now, so yeah. I think we better wrap Let's this up. You, you, can, you can join the party, mate. It's been a pleasure. This is my local.
1: Wow,
0: it's a bit expensive for you. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Chris, it's been a pleasure, mate. Thank you
1: for this. Top man. Cheers, mate. Thank See you man. later. Top man. And
0: there we have it. Both episodes of Chris Gunter on the podcast, done and dusted. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. Um, Big thank you for the feedback, your support, your messages are quite overwhelming actually. And I know you're not just tuning in to hear me. It's all about the guests. Uh, Chris Gunter was as good as any. Um, If you're just getting involved because of the big famous name of Chris Gunter, get into the back catalog. Download a few more. There's plenty more to come. Uh, A really nice one next week. Former Swansea player, Ferry Boda. Not just for Swans fans, I promise you. Um, It's it's a really good sit-down, a really good conversation with, with a man who could have had it all. So much talent. So again, I appreciate your support. Get subscribing, leave a little rating and hopefully you continue to enjoy. Thank you. Sitting here now in Bill's Café in Cardiff. Lovely little vibe, here, yeah? Bit of music. First time I've had two podcasts out in a week, so I can put out a gentle little reminder of the game coming up this weekend on s s S4C. With Chem Druids up against Bangor in what should be a real competitive game. 5 o'clock, S-Pedorek, 5.15 kickoff. Do tune in. And what goes well with a little Saturday afternoon football vibe? Well, have a look at the photo of Chris Gunter and myself as I'm plugging this podcast on social media. What's he tucking into? What's he enjoying? You guessed it. Those bloody crisps. Jones crisps. Many different flavours and guess what? If they're good enough for Gunter, they're good enough for you. He likes to tell you
1: His seven caps his chocolate knees his distinct lack of pace now it's a long shot